Yes, welcome back. Uh, third episode. Is it low six low Yeah, down? but should yeah. have been fourth. But yeah, third. should have been fourth. Yeah, technical error. Uh, I think I got to take the blame for that one. Uh, good to see you, lads. Reese, Tom, how has the uh, the week been? Yeah, busy busy week with 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 York and the Dante. So that's been all good fun there. Tom, yourself? Yeah, it's been a good week. Um, it's going down a little bit now with the. Um, the kind of the, the championship and I suppose the football, the football league, league yeah. finishing, but we've got some um, playoff games uh, upcoming. I believe Oxford, Sunderland, and Newport from our list of clients who are getting involved. Yeah, next week, um, Oxford play Blackpool, Sunderland got Lincoln, and then Newport have got um, Forest Green. Is it? I believe uh, so. Or Mork- is it more Morecambe, is it? Sorry, yeah, yeah Morecambe. Okay, that's fine. Um, I suppose for any of those fans listening, uh, Mackham's fans, head over to the official uh, Sunderland AFC app, get playing Sunderland picks. Uh, Oxford is, of course, OUFC picks, and uh, Newport is Exiles picks, and obviously there'll be uh, guaranteed prize pools for those for those uh, games coming up. I think it next, starts next week? Uh, next Tuesday, I think, I think yeah. the first one is, yeah. Fantastic. Right, lads, we'll get straight into it. Um, I believe uh, we'd probably best start with the football uh, as we're kind of on topic anyway. Uh, Manchester City announced as the Premier League champions. Uh, is this Guardiola's third or fourth Premier League? Third, is it? Yeah, third. I'd guess yeah. third. Yeah, because I think there was obviously the season Liverpool. Because his first it. season he, he, he didn't win it and then he won... No. Two, two in a row. In a row, um, and then Liverpool, and then this one. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's third. Uh, and, of course, the three teams, Fulham, West Brom, and Sheffield United already relegated. Uh, Reese probably one of the most boring and in, insignificant, almost, Premier League sort of campaigns in, in recent memory, especially without the uh, the presence of fans. I mean, it's it's just one to write off, really, isn't it? I, I, I think straight away, yeah. Like, you know, you need to look at... The amount of seasons we've had where we've had Survival Sunday or, you know, the Man City, Man United battle right at the top, right to the last minute. Like, you know, you look back at this season, you know, when you'd be watching, like, you know, Premier League years, is this something that could be ended pretty quickly? Mm. So, no, I think I think obviously the fans not being there as well kind of, you know, does put it at an all-time low. You have to look at it, yeah. Yeah, one uh, that, again, I suppose we won't look back on too fondly, Tom. Um, it's just all about next season, isn't it? And getting fans back in stadiums. I know you applied to go to the was it Villa-Chelsea game. Yeah. Didn't get any luck, though. No, unfortunately not. Um, yeah, I, c- I can't imagine people tuning in to Sky Sports on the last day of the season to see if Spurs make the UEFA com- Conference League or, <laughs> or anything like that. Um, yeah. But no, hopefully it'll be full, full capacity. Um at the start of next season. How many have they got at Villa? How many? 10,000. 10, so yeah. yeah. Is that so 10,000 across the board though? Because I think Alwyn have got 10,000, but of course Villa's stadium's about, what, six, 15, 16,000 bigger than the Hawthorns? Well, Villa's uh, 42,000, so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing it's just I didn't, yeah, they're probably just the, the maximum number of people. I didn't know if it was kind of worked around a, like a density kind of so aspect. A percentage of. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, I suppose you've got kind of like, you know, a stand with, Three tiers you've got on one stand. Yeah, so you'd yeah. imagine it would be kind of easier to space people out. But of course, uh, we're just obviously glad that uh, that people are obviously going to be back at the football uh, 
you know, before the end of the season, not just football, of course, other other um, sporting events up and down the country. Obviously, fantastic to see. Uh, the Champions League final venue, Tom, has been moved from uh, Istanbul to Porto. Uh, your thoughts on that? I mean, I think there was the hope that it would be played at obviously Villa Park. Speaking of Villa Park, was 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 one of the, the kind of the front runners or supposedly was one of the front runners from a, a, a location aspect, obviously with uh, the two finalists coming from both Manchester and London. Uh, but the the sort of the, the issue, I suppose, of um, UEFA representatives having to um, quarantine for 10 days has obviously caused a bit of an issue in it, and it's obviously going to be now held uh, over in Portugal. Yeah, funnily enough, they're not, they're not thinking about the, than, about the fans, are they? Surprise. Um, yeah, so... It just it just makes sense for it to be in England. Um, I mean, you can still um, get to Portugal. You don't have to sort of quarantine or anything. But um, it's just a lot of money for for those Chelsea and City fans, yeah. especially so soon. Like I bet I bet flights are, you know, look. I'm pretty sure I read something like you're looking like sort of like close to six hundred quid for mm. for a flight. Yeah, so yeah, it's big money. Big money, I suppose. Fans have had enough sort of time to save for it, Reese. Uh, I think six thousand each club. I think have got, haven't they? Yeah, the, the, there's there's a fair amount of tickets split each way. But you were talking through the system that they're going to kind of implement that's going to make it very COVID safe. Yeah, the, the, it's basically you you come into the country and going as soon as the game's finished. Like yeah. they're, they're saying, they're going to put you on a bus as soon as you get on. As soon as you get there, straight to the ground, into the ground for the game. Game finishes, you're straight back on the bus and you're straight back to the airport. Mm. But there's also been a lot of stories going around about fans who had already fought ahead just in case and pre-booked hotel rooms and and flights that are having them cancelled. And then they're being relisted for for 10 times the price. Mm. Well, there's a lot of hotels. Like I think it, I'm not going to obviously shout out the company that does it, but there's one on Twitter going big that she's paid for a hotel room a week before for 300 quid. She'd had it cancelled, and now they're listing it for nearly two and a half grand. Yeah. So it's absolutely insane, to be honest. It, uh, the, the, the reason it, it shouldn't be in Portugal, full stop, at the end of the day, it's just UEFA. Obviously, the, the the quarantine thing is obviously an issue, and that's something that can't be avoided. But, you know, to, to still put it in a place where, you know, it's still out of reach for fans, it, it's, mm. it's a bit ridiculous. I think it was uh, Benfica had the... The European, like the, the the closing stages of the Champions League um, last season, didn't yeah, it? I think did, it was yeah. at the, the yeah. Stadium of Light, uh, yeah, over in Lisbon. Um, so obviously Portugal's had its its fair share of uh, of responsibility in the COVID era for football, that's for sure. Um, we'll move on to the playoffs, lads. Uh, starting next week, uh, the four teams from the Championship find out to uh, pick up that last remaining place uh, for a chance at the Premier League. Bournemouth, I believe this would be the first time in history that the three teams that have been relegated from the Premier League have all gone back up at the first attempt. Um, so Bournemouth, of course, having to follow uh, Norwich and Watford. Brentford, Barnsley and Swansea make up the remaining three. Tom, if you had your choice of an away game next year, where would you be going? Um... Barnsley. I mean, if Bournemouth come up, we were talking about how you know this this season sort of a season to forget. Mm. Even more so if the if the three teams that got relegated last season come straight back up. It's it's like yeah. you know this season never even happened. But I I just, I just think but Barnsley's quite quite a good away day um, up north. Yeah, it's cheap. Beer's cheap, and then the the away the away fans are 
are sat right next to the the tunnel. So I just think it 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 it'd be class to see like one of the big clubs lose and then see the players get absolute pelters from from, from the fans on as the, as they walk, walk towards the tunnel. You know. Yeah, cheap away day, big allocation. Uh, I think it'd be fantastic for Yorkshire as well. If uh, you know, kind of Yorkshire, I suppose the, the county uh, from a football perspective that have kind of been in the in the wilderness for the you know the last few years. I know, of course, Sheffield United have had had a couple of years in the Premier League and and, and were in the Premier League uh, what about fourteen, fifteen years ago. Hull, if you can count Hull, I mean, I've always kind of had Hull down as as Humberside rather than uh, than Yorkshire, but uh, but yeah, no, I think it'd be fantastic to see uh, to see you know both Leeds and Barnsley in the in the Premier League. Uh, Reese, are you swaying one way or the other? I mean, I just think Bournemouth and Swansea is a bit samey, isn't it? And and Brentford for me is just a, it's just another London club. I just I'd like to see you know from a you know a neutral Midlands perspective, it'd just be great to see a proper old school Northern club, you know, going and, and fighting against the big boys. Yeah, I mean Barnsley have been in the Premier League before, and you know it's, yeah. they've had quite a severe decline. Yeah, and to come back and bounce back in the way they have, it, it'd be great to see them back up. I I think the Moneyball approach that they have for their signings, and you know the the the, the guy in in charge at the moment has done an absolutely fantastic job from the moment he walked in since you know since last year. So. Mm. I'd I'd prefer to see Barnsley go up out of the four. I mean, I wouldn't be too bothered if Swansea went up. I, I don't want Bournemouth to go up, just because obviously I, I you know, as as Tom said, it's boring if three three relegated sides go straight back up. It just kills the whole objective of the competition straight away. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm not too keen on Brentford either. I'm I'm not a big fan of Thomas Frank. You know, he's very, you know, the time that my team went down there and we literally went with a game plan that we're going for a point. And he was not happy with it at all. Like, okay, all right, fair enough. You should be trying to win as many games as you can. But we knew we were never going to beat Brentford. We we were content with a point, and he didn't like it. And I've never seen a manager get so an- antsy about that type of performance. Yeah, he was bitter uh, last season when Leeds and Albion were, were kind of the top two teams for years uh, for most of the season. Felt like years, but after after COVID and it carried on. Uh, I think they won like 10, 11 games in a row or something and, and Albion were kind of bottling it and, you know, they, they got, I think they lost the last two games of the season to, to, to Barnsley, funnily enough, and I think Stoke was the other one. I um, mean, they, they've started sliding towards, because they were looking like they were up there for the automatics, but yeah. they probably slid down the down the table since, haven't they? They have, yeah. They lost Ben Rama and obviously they lost Watkins and I think Ivan Tony's obviously been a good sign of them, hasn't he? And um, I think if, if he's not to be promoted this season, which obviously he'll be very much open that he is, I think it's only a matter of time for a Premier League club come calling for him. Was it Peterborough that he was before? Yeah. I believe, he, yeah. And is it Newcastle at, um, Newcastle, at, at yeah. one stage yeah, as well, well? So Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? I think Dwight Gale was another one of those that started at Peterborough and you could kind of tell how to, how to you know, future at a you know a kind of a top level club I think Tony could potentially emulate if not better you know what Dwight Gale's achieved so um, he'd be he'd be certainly someone to watch out for uh, next season I suppose we'll come back onto the uh, the weekly seven later on in the show lads uh, Man United attacking the Liverpool team bus this wound me up Tom um, I, I just think there's protesting and then there's just thuggish behaviour and I just don't really get what Slashing Liverpool, you know, club tyres is is going to achieve. You don't like your owners, fair enough. But let's be real, there's far worse clubs uh, being run, you know, than Manchester United on this planet. Yeah, I know Man United fans don't like the Glazer family, 
you know, they pump a load of money into the NFL and I think United are something like, is it over a billion pound in debt? I mean, that could be a over, overestimation, I'm not too sure, but it's it's a ridiculous, you know, amount of money. But they're still kind of there or thereabouts. Um, I think, obviously, they had that the fella, Ed Woodward, that's, uh, that's retired from his, or if not retired, resigned, I should say, from his post recently. Um, I just don't think at the end of the day they've invested properly. They've had money to spend. Uh, is the manager up to it? You know, I'm not too sure. He's, he's kept them competitive. But, yeah, I, I sort of seeing that yesterday, you know, for the second time, I think if this is like a, a Millwall or a Cardiff or a Leeds or a Blues, you know, the stigma that those kind of fan bases hold, there's a bigger deal being made out of this. And I just don't think that it's kind of getting that attention. No, definitely. Um, even on Twitter yesterday, there was... There was obviously a little bit going on about, but as you said, if that was a you know an, another team, that'd be you know all over sort of BBC Sport, or Daily Mail, you know, it'd be everywhere. But yeah. I mean, when when the Villa were on yesterday, mm. um, they had like during the game, you had like the cameras cutting off the actual game to to go and. Like look at the protests and things like that, though. Which you know, score with these like big, like against being being against the the Super League, and then they're, they're putting all this attention towards like yeah, the big the, the big and, and the big six. Yeah, you know, they've they've got a game on it here between two big clubs, but they're just focusing completely on the mm. on the United Liverpool game later on. Yeah, which oh. which was actually which the Everton and Villa game was moved so that so the United game yeah, could, could be on could be on late at, at the late kickoff. Yeah, yeah, I think we're kind of when it, when it all happened, all this Super League nonsense. You know, it was obviously fresh in the mind. A lot of people, you know, were angry about it, but it's not happening anymore. I think Man United fans should just be sleeping comfortably at night, knowing that their team isn't getting a hefty, hefty fine, as well as Manchester City fans. Uh, Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham, uh, all the rest of them. I just, yeah, I think it, it's gone beyond Super League now. I don't think we need any more rants from Gary Neville or Jamie Carragher about the Super League. This is just, let's call this out for what this is. This is just completely unnecessary behaviour, Reese. If this is Blues fans doing this oh, to yeah, a Villa I, team, I, I, <laughs> I mean, God, as Tom says, this isn't just back page you know, news. This is front page news. Uh, if this was Birmingham City fans, EFL would be finding every little aspect of kicking us out of the Football League in, in any way and form possible. Yeah. It's absolutely insane that this is just going to be swept under the carpet. I mean, look, I love my club and I will support my club until the, until the end, you know, to the to the end of the earth. Like, you know, it's 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 a big thing when you know your club is not being run in the way that you think. Look, my my club has been going through it for for the past five ten years. We've protested it the right way, and in the way we've now won because the guy that we've wanted out for so long is now gone. Mm. There are ways of going around it. This isn't the way to do it, especially tacking a right. You know, the opposition team bus is not the way around it. It only takes one nutter to like lob a brick, yeah, and someone's going to get seriously hurt from this. Yeah, like you know, does you have to look at it in that way? Like, you know, it, it takes one nutter. Every team has that one nutter. You know, mm. you can pin that one nutter on Birmingham City straight away. I don't even need to talk <laughs> about it, and everybody knows what I'm going on about. Yeah. 
and you know it, the problem is that one thing defines your whole fan base which mm. is not it shouldn't be the case like, thing is, Liverpool are in the same boat as Man United they hate this Super League idea mm. they hate their American owner as well I, I, like I don't expect Man United fans and Liverpool fans to shake hands on a lot of things but for God's sake surely this is one of them and it's not the players' fault, is it? Exactly. Mohamed Salah was was this his his idea? I like, mean, I'm pretty sure Jordan Henson was was one of the one like, of the captains yeah, to get together, the, the, didn't he? He he, he was like the, the one person that sort of rallied like rallied all the captains together to yeah sort of get it. Yeah, and the amount of players that come out against it as it was anyway, like yeah. you know, a lot of the United players were tweeting about it, weren't happy about it. Yeah, and you know there was a couple of Liverpool players that jumped in on it as well. Like yeah. you know, you, you got to look at it that way. They were against it, so what the hell have they done to get that? Uh, it's just let's call it out for what it is. Just it's just scumbags. And you know, if it was supporters of my football team, I'd be saying exactly the same thing. So I hope that you know these fans face the consequences that you know that, that they deserve. Uh, yeah, it's gone beyond Super League now. It's uh, it's just thuggish behaviour, and obviously it really really needs to stop before someone gets badly hurt. I say. Um, the Blues women's manager, Reese, comes to you for this one. Uh, Carla Ward, is, uh, or I think she believes she will be resigning from her post, or she has resigned. I don't uh, know. She, she'll be resigning after the uh, the fifth round of the FA Cup on the weekend, yeah. So she basically has said that she doesn't believe that the season uh, that kind of players in the WSL uh, sort of endure uh, is kind of viable based on women players sort of physical and mental ability I mean for a women to you know for a woman to come out and say this in kind of such a you know a, a highly respected role you know blues women's uh you know their kind of position in the in the women's pyramid I suppose has obviously been well respected hasn't it uh this is this is kind of a, a big a big step I, I think what, what she's come out and said, uh, I'll be honest, it's more out of frustration. Mm. that The women's team on the Birmingham side has, has been run absolutely abysmally. Did you think this is kind of just based on the women's players at Blues as opposed to women in general? In I, I, I just think it's the football. I don't, I don't think she's, she's come out and meant it as, as a, well, you know, a, a whole defining thing. Um, I feel that you, you, the, the way she, the club that we've been in, she come in, she took she took the team on. We had eight senior players signed in August. We we had no chance of staying up. We we were in absolute state in the in the board. You know the off board problems that she's had to deal with. She's dealt with them really really well. She's took a squad on. She's built a whole new team on literally the smallest budget in the league. She's kept us in the league and got us to an FA Cup semi final. Mm. It, it's admirable what she's done. Yeah, and I, I'll be honest. I don't. I don't. I think obviously what she said is in more of frustration. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think she's come out and said it in the way that she's meant to have said it. I think it's more out of frustration with with the club. And you know, she's gave it a really good go. And you know, that, that's the thing. At the end of the day, that the aim was not to be relegated, and and she's delivered on that. Yeah, Tony Pulis of the uh, of the fo- of the of the women's <laughs> world, the the equivalent. Yeah. Um, I believe Inter Milan's uh, duo Ashley Young and Romelu Lukaku uh, both been kind of fined by their club for um, breaking coronavirus rules. Tom, are footballers above the law? Would you say, or do they feel like they're above the law because they've got the money to, to kind of you know reinforce their behaviour? Yeah, I, I suppose you could say that. Um, I mean, Inter Milan won the league. I, I, don't, I don't know what the situation in Italy is. Like at the minute, to be honest, either. Do you remember at the start? But it was, it was. They were like the one of the worst hit. I was, um, places, I was, oh, you were there, I was, I was over there when 
when it was all sort of kicking off, yeah. yeah. Um, I was in Malta, so I wasn't like a million miles away. Yeah. Um, in February, yeah, month before, I remember laughing at the coronavirus posters as we, uh, <laughs> we got on the plane. Yeah, that was a barrel of laughs. A month later, we were all, <laughs> were all housebound. Um, yeah, no, I wouldn't know. Um, I, I imagine that it's obviously still quite serious. Because yeah. over here, like, I, I think they've done all these rounds of testing and you kind of see them pop up every now and then. I think there was like one case in the Premier League you know, from the from like the round of testing yeah. like held early this week or something. So uh, you'd have to say that uh, there's evidence over here that I suppose players are either behaving, which let's be real, we don't really know if they are or not. <laughs> um, but of course, uh, obviously the case in Italy is, is, is slightly different. But hey, look, Inter Milan have, have won the league and they're, you know, an, a surprising winner, I suppose, because Juventus are, you know, the side that have just dominated the Serie A for years on years, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, Conte's done a really good job with... Oh, yeah. With all those sort of Premier League sort of not rejects but sort of has beens. Yeah, no, I'll like say so. Yeah. Alexis Sanchez, Ashley Young, Victor Moses. Oh, Moses, wait, is, Moses well. is he still there? I think well, he, he definitely went there. I yeah. Know that. yeah. Um but yeah. Um, I mean they've they've got some they've got some good players though. That Martinez and Lukaku yeah, is quite I, I quite quite a good um good, yeah. quite a good strike force, mm. but do you think um Recent Lukaku is destined to come back to the Premier League, or can you see him go into a a Real Madrid, or you know, a, a I, I, wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if Real Madrid or Barcelona came knocking for yeah. him in the slightest. You know, he's got that type of, you know, he he literally is that complete forward that some teams desire. He's he, you know he's nearly fully there mm. as becoming you know he's been in the Premier League, he's scored countless goals. He's gone to Italy, scored countless goals. You know, if he goes to the Liga and scored countless goals, then you know you. He's suddenly creeping into conversations as some of the best strikers on the on the game at the moment, isn't he? So, mm. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if he went to Real Madrid or Barcelona, that type of thing. You know, even if he went to Bayern at Germany, I wouldn't be surprised there. But you know, I, I'd think he'd probably want to come back to the Premier League. Uh, yeah, I, I think he got a, a sort of harsh. He was treated harshly at United. Yeah. He was, you know, they didn't really play to his strengths, and oh, he's proven what. a you know, good forward he is at Inter. I don't really think Real Madrid need him though because I, th- I still think Benzema's mm. sort of yeah. one of the. He is sort of up there with one of the best centre forwards in the world. I think Aguero yeah. will. Um, he's going to go to Barcelona, isn't he? I think there's talk of you know him going to join yeah. to join Messi. Um, uh, I think I, I would imagine he'll probably stay in Milan. You know. For the, the sake of the Champions League, won't yeah. he? And probably have a year there, and I suppose there's still a, a, a point to prove. And I'm just trying to think how long's he how long's he been at um, Syria for now? How long's he been with Inter? Second was his second season. Yeah, so he's, he's probably only really tasted playing in front of his own fans for about what a quarter of the time yeah. he's been there. I suppose like all fans, he's kind of got that appetite, hasn't he? To um, you know, to, to obviously play in front of his of, of a crowd once again, and obviously. Uh, not many fans do it better than the Inter fans, do they? A packed out San Siro. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on to the MMA. Obviously, yeah, like I said, we'll come back to the weekly seven uh, round of predictions uh, at the end of the show. So, Tom, do you just want to talk us through the payout structure for UFC 262 this weekend? Yes, yeah, so there's a, a £5,000 jackpot. Um, it's free to play. So, the first place will get £2,500. Second, £1,250. Third, £650. Fourth, £350. And then fifth, we'll get £250. 
So that's UFC uh, 262 Oliveira versus Chandler for the vacant lightweight belt. Uh, obviously, after the retirement of Khabib Namagamadoff, um, the belt's on the line. Uh, Chandler, I was looking through this race. It's, it's been plastered all over my social media because obviously I'm a really, really big uh, mixed martial arts fan. Uh, Tony Ferguson's on the uh, undercard for this fight. He had a 12-fight win streak and didn't get a title shot. Or, well, he did get a title shot, but of course I think the, him and the fight with him and Khabib got made and cancelled on five occasions. I mean, if ever there's a fight that's just not meant to happen, it's got to be that one, hasn't it? Um, but Michael Shander's come in uh, to the UFC on his debut, beat Dan Hooker uh, inside one round, and he now gets uh, a chance at kind of claiming, you know, gold in only his second fight. And I think it's obviously great to just see in America as well. We really get a feel for having those fans back. Um, I don't know if you watched the the fight in Miami, did you not? Or well, not Miami, in, in Florida somewhere. I think it was no, I Jacksonville. I don't think I did, no. 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 Um, it's just fantastic just to see crowds back. Watching the press conference last night, and really just hearing the buzz, and you can see the the look in the fighters' eyes. They're getting a real kind of get a, you know getting a kick out of yeah. it. Um, and obviously, only only a matter of time. Before we get that over here, obviously, as Tom says, uh, UFC picks, uh, obviously, download on iOS and Android. £5,000 jackpot. Uh, get your selections in uh, ahead of the first fight on the undercard. Uh, well, we did see a crowd, Reese, this week or last weekend was uh, Canelo against Billy Joe Saunders. Um, uh, I guess uh, Jamie wanted me to read this quote out, and I suppose we're going to have to allude to it at some point. But uh, let's just kind of give Canelo credit. I mean, he's a, he's a beast, isn't he? Oh, you just... You know, the fact that a lot of people just question whether he'd be up, you know, just question whether, whether you know, Saunders could be up to scratch, maybe a bit too much of a handful. And the fact that he's just come in it and, you know, he's not, he's, he fought well. And like, I know, you know, the judges see things that, that we don't see. I, I, I don't personally think it was that looking at the cards that when Saunders went down, I, I couldn't see the argument for 78, 74 Canelo. I could see mm. 77, 75 Canelo. I thought that was fair. I couldn't see it that wide of a gap in on the cards. Yeah. But, you know, to I think the thing is when he hit him in that in that eighth round and, you know, he saw his eye and he started, like, you know, jeering the crowd on and <laughs> getting a reaction out of it. You knew it was he over. He knew it was over. You? And, yeah. you know, that he's just got so much power behind him that the people just don't anticipate. Yeah, it, 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 he's just got so much power, and you know it's frightening. You know, it, it, it would be nice to see him get the unification fight. Mm-hmm. Um, Caleb Plant, Caleb yeah. Plant for IBF. Yeah, I don't but think Caleb Plant's lost the fight, has he? No, he he's hasn't. Undefeated, no, no. Yeah. no, he's still undefeated as well. So that'd be a good fight. I think that'd be a good fight. Yeah, it, it, that, that's the next fight, isn't it? Yeah, it's got It's got to be. Any. There's only one that makes sense yeah. for him. I, I think the. The, the Golovkin trilogy fight has kind of passed now, I think. Uh, mm. I don't see any point in that. I'm sp- no. still convinced to this day Golovkin beat him twice. But um, obviously, we, I think we've just got to put that one behind us, haven't we? Um, yeah. After that, I mean, what, what he's beat, you know, a kind of a washed-up Kovalev. I mean, does he kind of go and have a crack at a few more light heavyweights, would you say, if he gets through Kayla Plant? I mean, I suppose that's... I, that's the thing. I, I think that's the fight, isn't it? I think... Yeah. It, that fight will depend what what happens next. Like you know, if he loses it, there's going to be a rematch without without even question. If he wins it and he's got all the belts, like you know, will it just be mandatory to have challenges, or you know, mm. will it will it will he go down in the weights or go up in the weights again? Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I I I personally just want to obviously see the, the the plant fight first and just see how he goes from that, but. 
you know, he, he is a beast when you, when you look at it. The, the power that he possesses and, and the boxing mentality he has, he just looks unstoppable at times. And, yeah. you know, the scorecards in my eyes on the fight on, on Saturday were a bit questionable. Mm. You know, I, I really don't think Saunders only won two rounds. Yeah. I had Saunders winning at least three. Yeah, I, I thought three would have been fair. Like, and there was a know. couple of t- close ones in yeah, there. But the yeah. thing is, those 50-50 rounds over in, in the States... You know, Can- like I know Canelo's obviously Mexican, but essentially his own backyard. Oh, yeah, yeah. 95% of the fans there are cheering him on. Mm. Uh, you know, his own. Uh, you're never going to get those rounds. No, 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 no. Not without a question, no. And that's obviously uh, boxing politics and unfortunately why a lot of people can't really be too bothered with uh, with boxing at the moment. Um, 50, This would that would be his 60th fight, Canelo. He's 30. Yeah, the, the amount of fights he's had at the age yeah. he's had is absolutely incredible. The he, fact that, like... I think uh, the Ring magazine put out their pound-to-pound fighters and the top five, he's had three fights already. He's had three fights in the time that the other four in the list have even had one fight. They've not yeah. even had a fight yet. Yeah. We said it last week, didn't we? Can, uh, um, Billy Joe, just too inactive. You know, he's he's had as many fights in like, the last two years as, mm. as Canelo's had in like, the last four months or something. Uh, and that obviously told. So this was apparently Billy Joe Saunders uh, after Daniel Dubois took a knee against Joe Joyce back in December, I think it was. I believe it was just before Christmas. Mm-hmm. If my two eye sockets were broken, my jaw was broken, my teeth were out, my nose was smashed, my brain was beaten, I was not stopping until I was knocked out or worse, I don't agree with a man taking the knee and letting the ref count him out. Billy Joe Saunders criticising Daniel Dubois last year. Tom, do you think he would just get credit now if he came out and said, do you know what, I felt his power and I thought, I don't fancy this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> depends how... We can't, you know, look, these blokes are getting punched very, very hard in the face and, and obviously getting paid very well for it as, as they, you know, should for, you know, putting their health on the line for our entertainment. Uh, absolutely no problem and I would certainly not sit here and criticise a man who's had his you know cheekbone and eye socket dislodged absolutely not a problem but when you've been so critical and and voiced your opinion so strongly about someone else doing it and we could he, he was not in any rush to get off that stool was he and and obviously the corner you know essentially threw the towel in for him and they're obviously looking after their fights so no problem uh, but I just think he's got to probably come out and say, actually, yeah, do you know what? He, he hit me pretty hard and that yeah. was that, that was it. I, I, I did not want to go back and face, you know, four more rounds of that. Yeah, it depends how stubborn, stubborn and he is and sort of, sort of an ego thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, to, to come out and say, you know, I was wrong. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I, don't I, th- know, yeah. I think if he was to come out and say it, it wouldn't be soon. It'd, it'd be in about ten years' time on some sort of interview thing. He won't. Yeah. He won't admit it straight away. Um, you know the Dubois thing. I thought. I thought he was incredibly brave to go down on his knee because you could see his eye was getting bigger and bigger and bigger as the rounds went along. So to take a knee in that type of situation, I've got more respect for Dubois for for taking that. You know, putting the knee down and going, "This isn't worth it." Yeah. Then you know, you know, with with what Saunders said, like, you know, if you are to say that, then you stick to your guns and you do it. Yeah. I don't, I don't think, you know, as as much as his team was looking out for him, why would you say that if you're not going to even try and fight to get back on the ring? Like, I think it will be something that, I think he will come back on it. I just think he won't say it soon. It'll be later rather, rather than sooner. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, obviously yet to kind of really hear from Billy Joe um, in the aftermath of that fight. But obviously it was, it was a great event uh, and obviously 70,000 fans. I think outside of Australia, it was the biggest sort of post-COVID uh, attendance outdoors. So uh, that was obviously fantastic to see, great atmosphere. Uh, and obviously Canelo, yeah, you know, maintaining his uh, his kind of position as the power of pound number one. Uh, but let's be honest, the one fight that saves boxing, which we, we kind of seem to talk about every single week, uh, but it looks, Tom, as though it's kind of been confirmed uh, for, I think, Saturday, August the 11th in Saudi Arabia, Tyson Fury against uh, Anthony Joshua. Yeah, um, I mean, I think you can tell that by how quiet I've been for the past five minutes that I don't I don't really know anything <laughs> about boxing. But I've seen Eddie Hearn say that the stadium is going to shock the world. Yeah, it's purpose-built. So, so it's a purpose-built stadium just so, for this fight. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued to see... How many? What's, yeah. what's so sort of shocking about it? How many is it going to hold? Because it can't hold that many. Because what we're talking August, what's that? Three months away. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I know if they want it to get, it, it, it's there's obviously got to be some planning behind this, and it's got to have been in the works. But Reese, I mean, yeah, the, the pressure's kind of on really to get this thing. I, I was going to say it won't, it won't be any more than thirty thousand. Surely not. I, I Ruiz Joshua was eighteen thousand, and they obviously yeah. built the stadium just for that fight as well. It yeah. won't be any more than thirty thousand. Whether the fans can even go over there is another question. Mm. Yeah, it's just following the money again. It's like you know this fight being in this country would be such a morale booster after the year that we've. You know, the, the 15 months this country's, you know, gone through with lockdowns and no crowds. Like, you know, this this fight could literally have been one of the biggest events, you know, not let alone let alone the decade, you know, this, this century alone for this country because they're both British fighters. They're both going for unification. It's absolutely incredible. Mm. Is and it, it's not even going to be staged here. Is it the biggest sort of fight in... British, lots of British his, history. For, for, for heavyweight history, yeah. yeah. For, for, for heavyweights, yeah. I mean, <sighs> you know, you could look at it in boxing, probably. I think it's the biggest boxing fight of all time. Like, hands down. Mm. Two British heavyweights. The, the belts have never been unified. Yeah. Of course, you had the Klitschko brothers, and they were never going to fight each other. Um, Vitali held one. Vladimir held the rest. Um, it's, it's, it's the biggest, you know, most interesting boxing fight, I think, of all time. Without a shadow of a doubt, um, when when you put you add everything from the melting pot, the the difference in personalities, the difference in physique, but you know that kind of that hunger for both of these you know men to be called the best, and the fact that they're both from Britain and they've got all the belts between them, yeah, it's without a doubt. I, I can't think of you know I think you could talk about your Rumble in the Jungle and Thriller in Manila, but I think you know when when Muhammad Ali fought. George Foreman, um, I believe. That, was that the thriller in, in Manila? I get them confused. Someone listening might be, you know, shouting a few expletives <laughs> down the uh, <laughs> down the down the camera or down down their phones. I've got it wrong, but um, obviously Ali, you know, that was the third time that he'd fought. Um, was it Frazier? No, it was Frazier. Sorry, excuse me. It was the third time he'd, he'd fought Frazier. So they'd already fought twice, and they'd both kind of had a win apiece. Um, I think the the first fight was a great fight, and then second fight, which I believe Ali won, uh, was in Madison Square Garden. But it was a notoriously a really kind of like uninteresting fight. And then of course the third one was was a bit of a ding dong. Um, but I think when Ali fought um, George Foreman, and George Foreman was like this big wrecking machine, 
uh, and Arlie obviously just kind of like danced around him and, you know, jabbed his face off and, and stopped him. Uh, you know, I suppose looking back, you know, those were kind of like great, you know, occasions and great fights in their own right. Absolutely they were. But I think the build-up and everything about this fight and the interest pre-fight, I don't think there's anything like it. And I, I don't think you'll see anything like this again for a long time. So the unlikely event that Eddie Hearn is listening and all the other parties are listening, please make this fight happen. And there will be a rematch, and I think the rematch will happen in this country. Uh, I'd hope the rematch would happen in this country, yeah. They've confirmed a date. Yeah. So that's been fully confirmed now that it is going to be August 14th. What's the best outcome? <sighs> Draw and go for the rematch. <laughs> <laughs> but well, it wouldn't surprise you, would it? I mean, the, the, uh, if this fight does somehow make it to 12 rounds, and, it, and it, there's no, there'd be no surprise if it was a draw, the way uh, boxing politics works. Even though there's, if, if AJ beats him inside 10 seconds, there's a rematch. If Fury stops him after the seventh round, because, you know, AJ is blowing out of his ass. there's going to be a rematch. So there's there's no real need to kind of, you know, try and almost fix it. I'm not saying suggesting they would, but uh, well, you, you wouldn't put it past the, some of these judges and connections, would you? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, look, I mean, there's, there's going to be a rematch either way. And, and like you say, Reese, I think that's kind of been agreed, you know, before this before this first fight, that, that there's going to be, a, you know, a, a second equivalent uh, look, it's got to happen in this country. I think we can kind of all accept it and, you know, look, it's prize fighting and Saudi Arabia will offer the most money for this fight. And look, the atmosphere might not be as good, but we're all going to be packed in the pubs watching it. And, you know, all we really care about is seeing these two blokes, you know, throw leather at each other uh, and, and kind of seeing what happens. Um, oh, yeah, we talked about it last week. I think AJ might knock him out. I just like the way AJ's so quiet at the moment. Don't really hear a lot. I know he was on Jonathan Ross a few weeks ago. Mind you, Tyson Fury was on Jonathan Ross himself, but Fury's living the life. Do you think Fury just knows, I don't actually really have to try for this bloke and I'm, I'm just going to beat him? It, it's it's a weird one, isn't it? Like, you know, the fact that he's out in Miami partying. Mm. Like, you know, and he's got Tommy with him as yeah. well. Like Ruiz did that. Yeah. Ruiz and, did and that. And, you know, he knocked AJ out easy. The first fight, he beat him easy. I think the second time he went a bit too hard, like he put weight on, didn't he? Yeah. And he that just came back and really, really hit him hard, that fight. Because that's the thing, I think with Ruiz, I think he didn't expect it to go to full 12 rounds. No. And he, 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 by the time we got to round nine, he completely looked knackered. Yeah. Do you think, because um, Ruiz, I know he won his fight recently, but he got dropped, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah. Do you just kind of look back and think, nah, do you know what? You were the heavyweight champion. You know, that's the thing. Like, you know, he's already got, you know, how how many boxers can say they've had four belts yeah. at one time? Like, you know, he did, he did want something that was massively unexpected. And yeah, that and he just enjoyed thing. it, didn't yeah. he? he, he did, just you know, it. I can't, I can't argue with him at all. Like, you know, if I'd won four belts and yeah. not been expected to do it, yeah. caused probably one of the biggest upsets in of boxing all time. history. Yeah. And you he know, got paid a shitload to exactly, yeah. you know, go a rematch. He didn't get embarrassed, did he? I just no, think no, he got outboxed no. in the second fight. And the first fight, he, I think he got called in last minute. It was three weeks. Yeah, he got yeah. three weeks to prepare for it, and he's got, he's yeah. gone home with four belts. Yeah, like you know, I, I, I think you can party for that because he's literally gone from two months beforehand having no idea what's going to happen next to being a a world champion. Yeah. Like, you know. It, it's and it was great. It was great for us all seeing like a big fat bloke, like the heavyweight champion of the world as well, wasn't <laughs> a, it? A guy that eats a Snickers bar before a fight, <laughs> like, you know, and he genuinely eats a Snickers bar before a fight. That's yeah. the bit that just blows my mind. And like, you know, he's just someone who clearly enjoys fighting, and yeah. you know, it has you know enjoys the sport. And it, it was, don't get me wrong, I like AJ as as you know everybody else does, but you know, 
it's seen that fight has brought him back down to earth. Mm. And now, because he's being quiet, I agree with you, I quite like him being quiet as well. Mm. He's just going to let the fight do the talking. Yeah. And, you know, you look at Fury at the moment, you see some of the videos out, and it's like he's he has got bigger. He, he, he's got, okay, he's got three months to shed it. You know, yeah. he's got plenty of time to shed it. But, like, you know, we, we saw what happened with Ruiz. You know, we, we don't want that to happen there. No. Do you oh. think um, AJ, or, you know, like, Fury likes, likes to chat yeah. a load of bollocks <laughs> in, like, in the sort of, like, conferences and stuff? Do you reckon AJ's all play up to that? Um, I don't think... Mm. I think they'll be that I think naturally there'll be a little bit of back and forth. Um I I don't think AJ's gonna let the moment kind of get to him too much. Uh, I, I don't get the sense that there's I don't get the sense that there's a real animosity between these two. Uh, it, it depends kind of how negotiations have gone and how straightforward they've been, and as we all know, they clearly haven't been because if they really wanted this fight to happen, it, it could have happened two years ago, but obviously it's... And look, it's fallen at exactly the right time. Mm -hmm. It's fallen at exactly the right time because they're both obviously, you know, share the belts between them. Um, they're both, you know, still kind of in their early 30s, should be in their prime. It makes sense for it to happen now. We've, as boxing fans, have been patient, you know, for this fight and, and, and we as fans kind of who invest our time and, you know, pay the... the £20 for Joseph Parker against Derek Chisora, Christ. Um, you know, we bloody deserve this fight. Um, do I think Joshua will play up to it? I think, you know, there's enough interest in this fight anyway. They don't need to sell this fight. People, are, you know, will, will pay through the nose to watch to watch these two have it out. Um, but I think, yeah, look, it's uh, that's part of boxing, isn't it? These two are trying to get one over on each other. There's going to be some mental warfare. Tyson Fury's very good at that. Uh, I can just see a very kind of calm and collected Anthony Joshua before this. Yeah, I, I, don't, I think the fact he's not playing up to it, he's probably yeah. going to play with Tyson Fury more yeah. than if he did play up to it, and I think it's a brilliant move. I think they respect each other. I think deep down, they do respect... I think, look, Fury thinks he's going he's gonna to beat him easy, but I don't think it means he doesn't respect Joshua as a, as a fighter and as a, as a bloke. And I think Joshua clearly will respect you know, Fury from, from what he's kind of, where he's come from, you know, what he's been through, and, and, and Fury's you know, story is an epic... You know, story really from the position he was in. Thinking back to when he, look how blown up he was. I mean, he was like a, a walking balloon. It was incredible to see, mm. and and to look at him now. You know, and you look back. He's he's jogging through Morecambe, talking down his phone, telling Deontay Wilder he's coming for him. Deontay Wilder's telling him he's finished. And we've all known that Wilder was just an overrated fighter with a big right hand, and he knocked out every sort of like binman that he fought. The second you go in there with a real one like Tyson Fury, one big swinging windmill is not going to be enough. And, and Fury ran through in that second time. And as a, as a fan of, you know, Fury and a fan of AJ, but as a fan of Fury, it was great to watch, you know, going to, a, you know, an American's backyard and proper, proper knocking him out. Yeah. That, that's the one thing I like about Fury. Just, he's not scared to go anywhere. He, yeah. he, he, would, come hey, he, to, to, he would come to your turn. He went, you know, he, when he, when he, when he beat Klitschko, he went, he went to, he went to his backyard. So yeah, if we slagged him off, he'd come to this podcast oh, studio. Yeah. And, <laughs> just saying. He's on our wall. He's actually on yeah. our wall. We, we, we have to say uh, the, the murals we've got here in the low six podcast studio. We've got, we've got LeBron James, John Jones, Cristiano, Ronaldo, Frankie Dettori. And who's that one behind me? Marco Van Gerwen. And obviously Tyson Fury as well. So, um, Obviously, yeah, a very well-respected uh, fighter all round, you know. And like I said, his his story's fantastic. I just like both of these blokes. I just want to see the fight. 
Yeah, I, I, I just want to see the fight. It's kind of like, I don't really care where it is now. If it's, look, if it's Saudi Arabia and you're telling us that it's going to be August, then happy days, let's have it. Uh, you know, post-COVID, that's going to be some night. The heart's going to be going for that one. I, I, th- I think this is, this is one that even I'll... Uh, even Tom's June, going to be getting yeah, his June, 20... He's going to be, to watch. You're going to be getting out the the credit card for the, um, <laughs> for the Sky Sports Box Office. Absolutely love to see it. Um, we'll move on to, to horse racing uh, before our Premier League predictions. Uh, Low Six Ambassador, Reese Aidan Coleman, tipped up by myself on Cheltenham.co.uk, won the Swinton Handicap Hurdle uh, up at Haydock Park last Saturday for Ollie Murphy. And... Uh, you had a, a place as well. Your your horse chased chased mine home into second. Yeah, call me A come second at at twenty fives on the Friday. He got backed into twelve, so that hopefully was a good spot then. So five to one place is a. Uh, it's obviously it's not as good as a win, but it's still a, a nice little profit there as well. Absolutely right, and uh, we've obviously had the Dante Festival at York. Um, yours actually reversed the form of mine, didn't it? Uh, on I th- I'm trying to think what the race was. It was one of the handicaps, but you had a was it a fourteen to one winner? Yeah, I had, I had Kinran. Uh, Kimran. Come, yep. come from absolutely nowhere in the last two furlongs just kept plodding away and kept you know reeling in and reeling in and he, he snatched it at the line snatched uh, snatched victory off the line by, from, from brunch so yeah no absolute cracking price there you know he got backed into 17 to 2 as well so it was another good spot there as well absolutely right um Head over to Cheltenham.co.uk and EpsomDerby.co.uk for mine and Reese's uh, tips for the weekend racing. I believe we're both operating at a profit at the moment, aren't we? Yeah, we're both in the green. Yeah, um, I, I'm a, I'm around the 25 mark for both flat and yep. jumps, and I think you're around the, the 10 for flat and yeah. about 15 pound for for. The jumps. Yep. So we've got some good cards uh, this week, and obviously we'll let the listeners go and find out our tips. But just one I was interested to get your thoughts on. Uh, obviously, the, the locking stakes, the sole group one of the weekend uh, at Newbury. Palace Pier looks his to lose, doesn't it? Oh, it's, it's his race to lose. Um, obviously, he ran well in, in the bet 365 miles three weeks ago. Yep. So, you know, the, the question is like, you know, he's won group ones already. He was, he was frighteningly good as a three year old. So, you know, obviously the early disappointment was was the third on on Champions Day, but yeah, you know, otherwise he's had it. He's you know he should he should win it. You know, there's there's some good horses in the race as well. I I, I like my Oberon personally. Mm. Um, he ran really well a couple of weeks back, uh, yeah. and I also think uh, at a big price, Lord Glitters is about thirty three to one at the moment. Um, yeah. he's been in the Middle East for his winter months, so he, he won two group races there for for for, for O'Meara there as well. So. You know, at thirty-three to one, he, he might have the ability to sneak in, but the only issue on against him is is more some of the horses may come back a bit fresher than than he has. So, yeah. But yeah, Lord, I like Lord Glitters at a, a big price as well. Yeah, uh, I'd say yeah, Palace Pier. You know, I think Lope Fernandez is a uh, second in the betting to him, and he's got you know eight pounds to to find with uh, with the favourite. I think uh, Palace Pier is obviously a very very good horse. Had his excuses as well. Um, I think at Ascot in the in the QE. Yeah, I, I think I think he lost lost the horns. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but other than that's been 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 absolutely spot on. I think four to six is actually probably 
quite yeah, a good quite price. A nice price for him, uh, yeah. But obviously, yeah, gamble, agree. gamble responsibly. We, yeah. uh, <laughs> we don't want to endorse. Uh, forget, don't forget, all obviously, low competitions are, are free to play. So, um, obviously, yeah, uh, head over to, like I said, chump.co.uk, up from derby.co.uk for mine and Reese's uh, bets on the flat and over the sticks this weekend. Uh, lads, we'll finish with uh, our weekly seven predictions. Uh, one million pound as usual, up for grabs on weekly seven game.com. Uh, free to enter, chance to win a million pounds if you correct uh, correctly predict seven uh, Premier League uh, score predictions. Uh, and obviously, you get a five pound free Uber Eats uh, value just for playing. Uh, Tom, we'll come to you first. So, we've got Southampton against Fulham. I'm just trying to think is that this evening's game or is it? No, it's Man City or oh, someone else is tonight. Uh, that's tomorrow. Oh, Newcastle, Manchester United, uh, Manchester City that's tonight. It, yeah. should play. Oh, um, this obviously isn't part of the uh, of the competition, I don't think. Is no, because um, I think entry closes just before the Southampton. Game tomorrow. Okay. Um, of okay, talk us through it then. Uh, Fulham obviously been relegated. Southampton uh, were looking like a potential, you know, Europe, yeah. you know, chance at Europe at the start of the season, but have really, really just dropped off. And yeah, they just need the end of the season, don't yeah. they? I mean, there's quite a few games this weekend that are just a bit dead, dead rubber. Yeah. 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 Um, Best league in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Southampton have been terrible. This sort of since since the turn of the turn of the year, um, I'm going to miss Scott Parker as well. I quite I like I, Scott I, Parker. I quite like I, those I like those streets memes. Yeah, are, uh, you and, know, and, the and, and the park life sort yeah, of. Yeah, I, I, I like him. I, I like Scott Parker. Got a lot of time for him. He's a good player as well. Yeah, one yeah. of one of England's most underrated players. Still don't think we got enough use out of him no. from uh, the national team perspective. Um, yeah, I got a lot of time for Scott Parker. Um, I'd say of the, the three teams that have gone down, Fulham would, would certainly be in the best position of, of get, you know elevating themselves back into the Premier League. Yeah, I was hoping um, they'd stay up as well because Fulham's a, a cracking away day. Great away day, yeah. best away day in the country, I think. Yeah, it's def- definitely up there. I mean, by, by the Thames, away pubs on the the edge of the road. Yeah, yeah. if if it's a if it's a sunny day, it's which good day. Yeah, it, in London, you've got a yeah. decent chance of, of it being nice. Then it's yeah. If it's Boxing Day, by the river, snow, yeah, probably best yeah. avoided, isn't it? Uh, so what, what are you saying then, Tom? Uh, I'm going to go for 1-1. One, one. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. I think uh, the thing with these relegated teams is they almost tend to play a little bit better once their kind of um, status is confirmed. Uh, and I just don't think at the moment Southampton are, are probably good enough to even beat uh, a, a Fulham. Uh, I'd, I'd be surprised. So yeah, 1-1 one, one for me, Reese. I'm going to go 2-0 Southampton. Yeah. Um, I'm only saying that because I put Forster in my fantasy this week. So, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, the, the beat Palace three one. Mm. Yeah, they, week, they, played, they, so. they went one 0 down yeah. pretty quick because I've got oh, Benteke. Did, yeah. I got yeah. Benteke in my fantasy as well. Absolute. I was just cool. I was just thinking about the. I think they got beat by Liverpool last week. Was yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Oh no, they're playing the week. See, what I mean, losing track of of dates and that. Yeah. <laughs> Just get the games back to Saturday, 3 o'clock. Yeah, no, no, I agree with that. Bloody hell. Uh, yeah, 2 Southampton, 1-1 uh, for, for myself and Tom. Uh, the FA Cup final features in uh, this weekend's weekly seven, Chelsea against Leicester City at Wembley. Do we know how many fans are going to be there? I think it's 21,000 wow. people. So, yeah, it's going to be... Great news. Yeah, yeah 21,000 fans. Um, uh, obviously, Chelsea... The first of their, you know, you know, two finals since Thomas Two Shells came in. To be fair, they've, you know, from the days of Lampard. I, I know they um, 
they got beat. Uh, did, did they lose in the week? Did they play? Yeah, in the one week? nil. They um, against Arsenal. That's right. They got so beat by Arsenal. I mean, the goal that they gave away was was it bad? You know, I didn't see it. Yeah, so Jorginho went to play a pass back to Kepa. Mm-hmm. Almost scored no goal, so Kepa just stopped it from going in on the line, and yep. then they've just stuck it in. There we go. So. Not not five two though I have to say yeah <laughs> um, I think we're all we're all with the foxes here we, we want the foxes to win I want to see Leicester win this Tom uh, yeah I mean I think this is going to go to penalties you know I think I'm, I'm going to say one one and then it's going to be two two in in extra time and then Leicester going to win on penalties yeah I've got a couple of Leicester mates that are going oh so, yeah oh brilliant yeah um, fair play to them Leicester are lucky aren't they yeah they are I mean I know they had. A few years of, of shit in League, League One, One Championship, but and, and obviously their their um, the the owner obviously who who tragically passed away uh, coming up to what is it three years ago I think, but by God they get looked after don't they Yeah, and that that Premier League win I mean obviously it goes down in in history is but and no one will will obviously think of Leicester City without thinking of that remarkable Premier League win but they're a lucky fan base Reese they get looked after don't they. Oh, no, I'd I'd love an owner. I'd love a, a oh, you know God. owners yeah. like they do, like without a doubt, like you know. It, it, they just, it's just, it's not even the fact that they, they, you know, they've got the money and they look after it. It's the fact that they just keep in touch with the fans, like yeah. the ones who can't go to Wembley. They've been sending like fan packs out to <laughs> as well. So I mean, like, they always have like like really nice touches, sort yeah. of like free beer, like yeah. a free pint scarf, or a free free yeah. pie, hat, scarf, snooze. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just it. It's nice to see a club actually have an owner that that you know. Yeah, it's refreshing, just, isn't it? Just, yeah. just, just we talk cares, about yeah. talk about Man United and the Glazers and and you obviously as a Blues fan and and you know Coventry the the kind of the, you know the tenants and the landlords all that kind of stuff. Coventry having to you know. Having gone to Northampton a few years ago, now I'm to go to obviously shout out to Coventry, the, the back at the Rico next year, which is obviously great news. But uh, like you say, it is refreshing just to hear, and, and it shouldn't be refreshing; it should just be the normal. But obviously, yeah. um, you know, fantastic. Uh, the, the the Leicester City fans and and their owners are obviously top draw. Uh, it'd be great to see them go win the FA Cup. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to go one one, uh, but Leicester to win on penalties. Tom, I think Chelsea are going to do it. I think yeah. Chelsea are going to win two one. Two one, Reese. I've got Wigan vibes in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go 1-0 Leicester. 1-0 Leicester. Come on, the Foxes. Uh, Brighton against West Ham. West Ham's kind of slight chances of top four. Have they all but gone now, I think? I think... I th- I th- so I think Leicester need a point and Chelsea need to win to stop West Ham from getting yeah, top four. So Very unlikely. There, yeah. but they've had a great season, you know, I mean, I the start of the year, you know, after the whole uh, Diangana debacle and Mark Mabel tweeting, and yeah, exactly. They lost lost to Newcastle first game of the season. <sighs> I, 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 I thought that's them. They're they're mm. issuing, yeah, to go down. I think they like to convince they like to convince themselves that they're in a really bad situation. West Ham fans, though, they like yeah. to tell themselves that they are. I don't really think they are. They they don't spend like huge amounts of money. I know, obviously, moving ground. They didn't like that. Fair enough. That you know, Upton Park was uh, as intimidating a ground as you yeah. went to, and, and this other you know joke football stadium, as, as, as I think we could all agree it is. Yeah. You know, fair enough. But like, I mean, God, we talk about we talk about fans that you know. I think Newcastle fans have got every right to moan. I think Blues fans have, Bolton fans have, um, who are Berry fans who haven't even bloody got a football yeah. club anymore. Just think, like, God, man, you West Ham fans, like, Jesus, like, look at them. They're like, they're like both in what the top six in the Premier League, like. Fucking hell, lads! It could be a lot worse. Um, yeah, it's, it's not. It's not like I mean, they don't spend loads of money, but the, mm. like gold's still 
Spend, spends a bit on, on I think he only bought for like 40 million yeah he didn't spend heaps of money that was like half that, that would have bought you like one of Ronaldo's legs <laughs> where, you know when they did it I mean like Jesus Christ hammers but they've had a good season anyway haven't they yeah um and, 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 and as the whole European Super League thing this, it, I, I like seeing one of the teams outside the, the so-called big six we could probably stop calling them the big six now because let's be honest Arsenal are dog shit and yeah. they're nowhere near um it's, it's it's good to see, even it has to be another London club, but you know we can't be too picky. But no, it's fantastic to see another you know one of those teams really kind of stick it to these big boys yeah. like Leicester do. Leicester, yeah. Leicester when it, Leicester a lot of big six because they've been in the top six. It feels like for like the last three four years. Yeah, there the, the should be. I mean, there's quite a few teams. Yeah. Sort of you know yeah. the way lead lead leads leads have had a good go. Haven't they're, lost at home to any of the big six this season, have they? They'll they'll they're only will invest more yep. this summer. Everton they always look like they could. Do some it. Yeah. I'll say Villa. You're going to say one of you. But yeah, no. West West Ham are just sort of perfect club for David Moore is to sort of rebuild. Yeah. Not a lot of expectation. Mm -hmm. Um, Not without the fact. I think they're one of those clubs that have been helped by not having fans. To be fair, I think, was was it him that was there when the fan ran on? Yeah, took, took the corner flag and placed it on in, in, in the middle of the pitch. Might, might well have been. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how long ago that was. Just a couple, couple of seasons ago. Oh, because he was there ago. before, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah, good shout. Yeah, he was, and then of course, yeah, they went and got Pellegrini, and that was just an absolute bust, wasn't it? Yeah. So to, fair, to be fair to Moyes, I'm, I'm not his biggest fan. I think he's got you know the personality of a broomstick, but he's a good uh, he's a good gaffer, isn't he? Yeah, he's, uh, he's manager of the season for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably definitely, hundred percent. Yeah. I, I can't see apart from maybe like. Bielsa with the with a shout, yeah, yeah, but yeah. but no, as, as I said earlier, West Ham were looking like the, you know, could go down. So yeah, yeah, I think like you say from the position they were in, Jesse Lingard, what a signing he's been announced today as Player of the Month, Goal of the Month, probably going to be on the plane if England have got any games outside Wembley. Um, I think Gareth Southgate, he's one of Gareth Southgate's love children, yeah. isn't he? So yeah. you'd probably like to say that uh, he's probably going to be there. But to be fair, he, you know, he'll have earned his spot. Um, should he make the England team? Um, just anyone but the bold fraud. We can't be giving it to Pep Guardiola. No, no, spent, no, I, 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 spent that much money on his defence just to have to reclaim the title back. I mean, Jesus. What an underdog it, story that was. It, oh, <laughs> no, yeah. Well done, Pep. Yeah, it only cost you £2 billion, pound, mate. Nice one. I think that's a bare minimum. You know, oh, to win yeah. true two trophies yeah. this season is the bare minimum with the amount of money that he's spent. That's the thing that annoys me. It's like him and Klopp, like, slagging off like the League Cup and... FA Cup and like how they're like an inconvenience. It's just like the money you spend, you should be winning everything. Yeah. You should have a hunger to win every trophy. Don't be talking other trophies down and trying this reverse psychology and everyone. Oh, if we get beat in the League Cup or the FA Cup, it's because I was resting players and because they're all tired, blah, blah, blah. It's all bollocks. Like you got to be going and winning everything. And if yeah. I'm an owner, I'm saying, don't be playing the FA Cup down, Pep. Like, we want to win that. I mean, look, Man City should be winning. Yeah, everything. Especially domestically, because yeah. they've got two teams that could easily, yeah. like, yeah, challenging like for the for the title. Their B team would yeah. like, beat us yeah. about five nil as well. Exactly. You know? Yeah, like, no their their B team would get top four. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. well done, Pep. Uh, great achievement. Yeah. Uh, David Moyes for me as well. Yeah, probably manager of the year. I think that's the shout. Um, Eight o'clock kickoff. Yeah, Brighton West Ham. Uh, I'm gonna say. I'm going to go 1-0 West Ham away win. Tom? 2-1 West Ham. I'm going to go 2-0. I don't think Brighton are going to score. Yeah. Brighton, you know, couldn't score in a brothel, could they? <laughs> uh, 
Crystal Palace against Aston Villa, 12 o'clock kickoff on Sunday. Tom, you'll be hoping that uh, Villa can get back to winning ways at Selhurst Park. Yeah, um, we missed Watkins the other day. He's so sort of integral to the to the way we play. Um, having Keenan Davis up front is just, I mean, no disrespect to him, but he's not a, someone that you want starting in the Premier League. Unless he's playing West Brom and <laughs> scores his first ever Premier exactly, League goal. Yeah. Cheers, Keenan. Yeah. I, I, was say, I would not be happy as a, as a West Brom fan if, if Keenan Davis yeah. had got a shot on target against me, let alone a goal. Oh, no. So, but, said about that, the better. But yeah, <laughs> hopefully Grealish should. I mean, he, he, he came off the bench for 20 minutes the other day, so yeah. a start. We were, we, were, I was say, we were saying, like, Palace are one of those clubs I just look at and I just think, like, you lads come in, I didn't even know the score until the morning. You said, oh, you know, Southampton beat Palace. How the hell did Palace get like that many points every season? Just seems like they get dicked every single week. Yeah. Just, just under the radar. It's one of those things where yeah. I mean, they like, snatch a one 0 win against the game that you wouldn't watch. Mm. So is, they, is, it, is, is 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 there's a hard boat pass now? Do you think? Yeah, or is it, he still good enough to be a, a no, top six player? For, for what for what Palace won for him as well? Um, how old is it? Let's have a quick look. I think he's about twenty nine. Is he? Is he 28, that old? Twenty eight, twenty nine. Jesus. He's, yeah, he's 28, 29, 29 in November. Um, wow, yeah. And for a winger, he's, he's going to have a, a few more years in him. And he's like, I think, who does he represent? Does he represent the Ivory Coast? Ivory Coast, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah and let's be honest, like, if he, even if he did represent England, you know, are you taking him over Greenwood, Rashford, no. you know, Foden? Um, Sancho. Sancho, all these other kind of players. Yeah. I, I don't think he, he's mapped by the no. England team. I, I don't think he gets anywhere near, I, not, I, not at the moment. I think the problem is, guys, he obviously went to United. Yeah. And it, 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 it just didn't work. Yeah. So he went back to Palace. Uh, mm. I think if he was to move anywhere now, he'd need to move abroad. I think if you, you yeah. know, go to Germany. You know, it seems to be working there for a lot of other players. You yeah, know, yeah. He, could, he could have a good crack at getting into Europe with, you know, a team there. So I, I don't think he'd end up in any top six team right now. I no. don't, you know, I don't think anybody would have him personally. So Ar- Arsenal were after him last yeah, summer, was yeah, it? Yeah, and, right. and there was like a big thing about him sort of really wanting to to leave. Um, and then you've got all the Arsenal fans saying that, you know, what Palace are demanding. Is is too much, which yeah. is um, exactly what they're demanding yeah, that exactly. amount. Yeah, of course. I think he needs to look at it in a way that you know he obviously went to Pal, he went to United and was not doing anything mm. good, and Palace had him back. You need to look at it that way that you know are they going to be second nature again to to let him go again after mm. you know he fell flat in his face in Manchester. Yeah, probably not. The thing is, he 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 does win win points. For them oh, on his yeah. own, so it's, it's same with like like the Grealish thing. Like we like for me, I won't sell him for less than hundred million. Is he worth hundred million as a natural player? No, but we're not going to be able to replace him for for, for that sort of for what he does for the team. It's the same as Zaha at Palace. Yeah, um, but he's a bit of a weird on Zaha. He just reminds me of a child a little bit, like. Oh, he's all he's always like playing up. He's always moaning, moaning yeah, yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just throw the way he throws his hands about. He's got yeah. obviously, obviously a good player, of course he is, but like yeah, I think twenty nine in, in November, did yeah. you say? I think you're you're not gonna get any offers north of forty million pounds for no, him. No um, yeah, there we go. Uh, Palace Villa uh prediction. I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna go for a draw. I think it might be one one score draw, Tom. I'm going to go for a 2-1 Villa win. Of course he is. Uh, Reese, 
Yeah, I think a draw's fairer. I, I think Benteke is going to come back and haunt him. So he's a, he's, he's on decent form at the minute. Yeah, as well, he's so. he's flying at the moment. Mm, yeah. So I'll, I'll go one-one as well. Villa obviously still got aspirations of like you know finishing in, in the top ten, haven't they? Yeah. So they've still got something to play for. Uh, Palace are obviously yeah they need a huge swing in in goal difference. Yeah, it's very very unlikely for them, but they're probably going to end up you know finishing you know twelfth and and having a half decent season in, a, in an absolutely rancid Premier League uh, campaign. Uh, Let's have a look next. Tottenham against Wolves. Um, Tottenham laughably kind of were getting tipped as like a potential for the <laughs> Premier League title. I remember saying, I, I said at the start of the season when FIFA were tipping Spurs, Jose Mourinho will never win another Premier League title. You can go back to the old low six slowdown episodes if they still exist. I don't know if Jamie's got rid of them all. Um, Jose Mourinho would never win another Premier League title. Uh, Ryan Mason, uh, the only problem is, I don't know if Wolves are, are in the, the, the vein of form, you know, the side that they were... To, uh, the Wolves side two years ago would have gone to, you know, Ryan Mason's yeah. Tottenham and I'd have absolutely no doubt they're going to wipe the floor with them. I just can't really see that now. Again, oh, I think this is just like another kind of... I'm going to be scrolling through TikTok during this one. Yeah, race. yeah, I, 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 I... You just got to look at it. The, the, the two teams are effectively playing for nothing now. Yeah. So... It, it, you know, Wolves have been massively depleted with injuries as well. Like, you know, the squad just... Oli and... Yeah, you know, there's so many now. Not there. Like, I think Pedro Neto is one of the biggest misses they're going to they're gonna have for the, you know, for the rest of the season. You know, he, he was he was absolutely flying in the middle. And, yeah. you know, he's one of these players that teams don't notice how much of a role he plays until they play against him. Yeah. So, you know, Spurs as well. Like, you know, Ryan Mason is younger than some of the players in the changing room. <laughs> is it, are, are people really going to give a respect to a manager that's two or three years younger than them? No. <laughs> no, definitely not. So, you know, I, I personally think it could end up being a bore draw, to be honest. Yeah, this is uh, this is another 1-1 one, one for me, Tom. Yeah. Um, We're giving you a million pounds here, listeners. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, this is, this is yeah. easy money, isn't it? It, it doesn't strike me as... Uh, yeah, yeah, an entertaining game. It just, it just screams out boring, doesn't it? This just... This, this That just... Took, what is it? Five, five past two on Sunday. That's just like... I swear I've got a shelf to put up. Yeah. That's one of those games, isn't it? Best league in the world. Yeah, just have it on the background when you're yeah. doing something. Yeah. yeah. Up the championship, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm gonna go two one Spurs. Two one Tottenham. Yeah. Uh I certainly won't be watching this game. West Brom against Liverpool. <laughs> Liverpool fresh off scoring uh four goals at Old Trafford last night. Look kind of back to their best. Um yeah, Sam Allardyce's Albion officially relegated. Have been kind of playing half decent um, in the last few weeks. Sort of through the game against Villa away, uh, were just outclassed by Leicester, and then kind of you know could have won but could have lost the the Black Country derby against Wolves. But yeah, this is a, an easy away win, Tom. I think. Yeah, I mean it's it's sort of gone under the radar how well Liverpool have have been doing recently. Um, they've, they've put wins together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look. It, it's sort of yeah, as I said, sort of gone under the radar. They've the top of the form table at the minute. Yeah, um, yeah. I think they've they've, they've back won, f- back won fifth. Yeah, it doesn't feel like that long ago they were like ninth in the league, and now yeah. they're, they're only four points off Chelsea. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Have they still got to play Chelsea or not? No, I don't think so. But Leicester and Chelsea got to play each other <sighs> next Tuesday, so that'll that's be big. Yeah, because if that's well, I mean, Liverpool will be hoping that Leicester can do them a favour. Yeah. Um, that's big. Yeah, hey, look, no, this is this is. I think it's probably three 0 Yeah, yeah, I want to go for two 0 Liverpool. Yeah, 
I think you're going to give them a harder time than than, than you're expecting. Right? <laughs> you know, when when you've literally got nothing to play for, and Liverpool yeah, have got absolutely everything to play for, I think you're going to give them a harder time. You do. I think it'll be a one nil Liverpool. Yeah, I, I don't think there'll be many goals in it, and I think Liverpool won't put as strong as team out as as expect because Klopp is he falls victim to that quite a few times. Yeah. When you know when they're playing teams that they expect to win easily, he seems to 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 be a bit more lenient with his team selection. So. Yeah, I, I think I think one nil Liverpool's probably a f- probably fair. We we give Liverpool a, a decent game when we play them. Um, I remember when we went down um, two seasons ago, or whatever whatever it was, uh, they came to us and they were two nil up with like half an hour to go, and you know we looked dead in the water and, and, and pulled it back through two two, and we've had some good good fortune against Liverpool. Home yeah, away. Um, they've not beat you in the last. Four games against you. Yeah, is that right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, of course, because we drew them away, you know. Earlier this season, yeah. Yeah, 1-1. I mean, I think Liverpool were like 1-10. to I think it was just after Christmas. And I was like seriously weighing up just putting the house on it. <laughs> I was that convinced. <laughs> that we somehow managed to draw. Um, was, yeah. that, was that Allardyce's? I think it was like his first or second game. Yeah. yeah and we kind of convinced ourselves that we'd stay up. <laughs> it was never going to happen, sadly. Uh, yeah, it's a 3 0 for me, 1 0 for Reese, and 2 0 for Tom to Liverpool. Uh, and the final game of the weekly seven this week, uh, we head over to the blue side of Merseyside Everton against Sheffield United. Sheffield, <laughs> 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 Everton, one of the worst, like. Of all the kind of good teams there's ever been in the Premier League, I mean, Everton have to be the worst of them at home, Tom. Yeah. They're um, rancid at Goodison Park, I don't, aren't they? I don't, especially this season, I don't know what it is. They just can't like, play at home, can they? No. Um, Except when they play West Brom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But five um, past us. I mean, even Villa beat them the other, you know. At Goodison last, yeah. yeah. They've, they've won tw- more than twice, like more than double the amount of games away away from home yeah. than yeah. they have at Goodison, yeah. Um, yeah, it's... It could just be one of them where they're just missing, yeah. missing the the crowd. Yeah, but if they're going to win one though, it's got to be this one, hasn't it? Yeah, you. I mean, Sheffield. God. <laughs> are, are they still are. sticking teams in the um in the porter things in the car park? Going uh, back. Uh, uh, yeah, they yeah, are. Yeah, they are. Because yeah. I, I, I was mascot for Villa at um oh, yeah. uh, Goodson Park. <laughs> oh right. You have yeah. to wait. You have to wait on yeah, the pitch yeah, for them because. Yeah. Because the, the tunnel's that, so tight, that, that small, yeah. 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 Well, of course, it's not, not going to be long until they move, is it? To the um, the Bramley Dock, I think it is, in Liverpool. Yeah, that's, that's dangerous, that is. Having, I, yeah, yeah, having I, blokes that have, you know... Had a few beers. Ten part, yeah. yeah it's, I, I, I'd agree the same. They'll probably have to raise the, the kind of the side a, yeah. a little bit, won't they? Because you don't want people, you know, falling in. It's gonna, that's going to be a cold one. That'd be very cold. Oh, yeah. Sea breeze straight. Descent, yeah. December. Almost, almost a bit sad in a way, because I've kind of loved the idea that Liverpool and, and Everton are so close together. Yeah. You know, obviously. Yeah, you, you can see their ground from, yeah. from, from Liverpool's ground. Yeah, yeah. it's just, just places. Walk, through, walk through the park, isn't Stanley it? Stanley Park, yeah. yeah. It's almost a bit of a, like I said, a bit of a, bit of a sad one. I've co- we talked about Inter Milan earlier. I think the San Siro is going to be the same, isn't it? You know, these kind of iconic grounds, you know, we miss them and they get just get separated for like, you know, modern day bowls. Yeah. I mean, I, I know people have kind of been full of praise for the time. Tottenham, you know, stadium, and, and, it, and it is an amazing stadium. I suppose the difference with that is that it was built on the same, you know, part of, you know, the same ground, wasn't it? But obviously that's going to be, um, you know, very different for Everton. Um, and obviously, yeah, like I say, that's them, I suppose, moving to the next level. And I'm sure obviously it'll be a, a fantastic stadium and I'll be the, the first one in the in the queue to get an away ticket for that ground when we can. I'll be quite low down in the I might have to just try and sneak my way in under the turnstile. Um, but yeah, uh, 
I think, yeah, if you're going to win one, it's going to be this one. Again, yeah, 3-0 Everton, Calvert-Lewin, get a couple, James Rodriguez to get one. Easy enough, I think, Tom. Yeah, I'm going to go 2-0 Everton. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to agree with 2-0 as well. I don't, I don't think they'll come firing, so I think 2 nils fair. There we go then, weekly7game.com. Uh, free to play, uh, in with a chance of winning £1 million, £5 free Uber Eats voucher just for playing. Lads, it's been another really good episode. Looking forward to um, coming back next week. Uh, any plans for the weekend, Tom? Watching the football? Football? Yeah. Or football? No racing, no UFC? Uh, nope. Foot, just, just football for me. You're not going to be awake at like four in the morning, are you? Uh, probably not, no. <laughs> and he's doing a preview on it as well. Head over to lowsixnation.com as well to check out uh, Tom's previews uh, for the week's football and UFC. Reese, have a good weekend, mate. Catch up with you next week. Yeah, yeah, we're back with a racing next week. So. Good lads. Have a good weekend, guys.